Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. I am Kai Graham and welcome to my podcast, Parent Toolbox, which is specifically designed to equip parents with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. And just to let you know, there is a handout that's attached to this series that you can access through the show notes, and that gives you all the information that I will be covering in this episode. Welcome to the very first episode of The Parent Toolbox. As I record this, we find ourselves in very strange times. The world has been gripped by coronavirus, the UK, where I'm recording this, is in lockdown. So I'm pushing this podcast out earlier than anticipated, really, so that I can get you guys, my parents out there, as much information as possible. I'm actually recording a coronavirus series, so this is the first of that series. And I'm addressing the issues that us parents are facing when we are all living under the same roof as our teenagers Really what I'm aiming to do is to help you so that you can make sure that you're still still speaking to your teenager once all the dust has settled. Your teenager is programmed for independence at this stage. And the problem is, is that they are now being confined to barracks and it's hard work on everyone. So I'm going to give you a few pointers to see if I can help you through these choppy waters and help you navigate, you and your teenager, navigate these waters so that your relationship isn't going to suffer and that you guys are going to be able to possibly come out stronger in the long run. Because I see this as an opportunity. I see this as Mother Mother Nature's way of saying to mankind as a whole, yo buddy, you need to slow down. You've taken your eye off the ball. You need to remember what's important in life. Because I think, especially across the Western world, but many of us have been pushed by the need tos and the shoulds and the and the goals and the um the 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 greed to an extent, dare I say that. And I think what this virus is doing is bringing us back to basics. So how do we navigate these waters with a teenager? Well, the first thing I would suggest is patience. Patience for, obviously, your teenager, because it's worth understanding and, come on, remembering what it was like as a teenager. If you, let me just indulge me a little bit so I can explain a little bit about the teenage brain, but what's happening for them is that they are trying to work out where they fit in the world, where they matter, who their tribe are, what they have got to offer. And suddenly they are now stuck at home, unable to communicate properly 
with their their friends and 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 their tribe, so to speak, and they're basically stuck in limbo, I suppose. And it's very it's an uncertain time. And so, what we need to do is to remember that our kids, whilst they were trying to forge their way in the world, that has been put on hold for the time being. So have a little bit of patience and understand maybe when emotions get frayed and when they become a bit antsy and when they get angry and when they kick off. And let's face it, you're going to be in the firing line. So maybe just pick your battles a bit. Think about what's really important and do you need to sort of correct them the whole time? Because no one gave us guidelines how to deal with a pandemic. There's no handout for this. So we are actually all learning by the trip and fall method. So be patient and probably cut them some slack. I also suggest you have patience for yourself as well. Because I think many parents, you know, as, as we strive to send our kids into the big wide world, as we strive to try and give them the very best start in life, this is a real hiccup for us. And we've been told that we need to start homeschooling our kids, which is a, is a, a struggle for many of us. So have some patience towards yourself as well. And realize that you don't have to be the perfect parent. You don't have to get everything right. And if we just lower expectations a tiny bit, then that just gives us all a little bit of leeway. And it takes, it takes our foot off the pedal a bit. Secondly, what I do suggest is that you validate your teenager's feelings. I mean, this is, a lot of this is for, you know, sort of general life, a lot of this advice. But um, especially when you are in such close proximity as your kids. So validate what they're feeling, because all too often we as parents love to problem solve and love to um, reassure them. And so when they're sort of saying that they're angry or they're frustrated, oh, well, you know, you must realize that we're all in the same boat and stop moaning and blah, 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 blah. I can't see my friends, mum. Yeah, well, neither can I. And so just get on with it. And I think the thing is, is that one of my underlying values is that as individuals, we all need to be loved, understood and respected and when we validate one another's feelings, we show that we understand them. So when they say that they are cross or angry or lonely or sort of frightened, rather than trying to smooth over it, I suggest we stop and listen because this is a bonus that we've got as far as an opportunity, as far as being stuck at home with our family, this is an opportunity to actually get to know our kids better rather than just shoving them from hockey practice to choir practice to early school to whatever. We are able to, we've been stopped in our tracks. We have actually the luxury of time with our kids. So when I say validate what they're feeling, talk to them about it. Find out and listen because we all need to feel heard. We all need to feel valued. And the fastest way of helping your child feel in feeling valued is to listen. Thirdly, 
as I said, our teenagers are looking for independence. That's what biology has set them up for. In the olden days, they would have been sort of leaving the farm and finding a cottage and finding a husband or a wife and starting off, you know, in their teens. So they're programmed to do this, you know, biologically. But the way our structure works now is that they're still, you know, stuck at home until sort of after the schooling years potentially and, and, and potentially for longer. But at the minute, we are in such close proximity that their independent wings have been clipped. So how do we allow our child to still try and grow and nurture their independence over the next few weeks or the next few months? And I think the thing is here is to allow them choice. I am so surprised and so heartened by hearing so many parents say, well, actually, I'm really surprised, but my kids are up at the kitchen table waiting for um, online schooling to start. They're waiting to get in contact with their friends for their online lessons. And so actually, for many, and I'm not saying all, but for many, homeschooling is actually turning out to be less of a battle than some parents thought it would, because the, the, because the teenagers are actually getting the um, choice and being given the free reign to manage their own time, to manage their homeschooling and to manage their studies. And that for them is a great way of not always having to listen to who, what mum or dad have to say. So giving your child the opportunity to look after themselves, and, and this is, you know, this is for, for teens, and maybe if you've got a young teenager, they might need that guidance still, I appreciate that. But many of them, when we stop helicopter parenting, when we stop sort of making sure, have you got your school bag? And I mean, do you remember that that chaos? It was only a week or so ago, but that chaos of that frantic time of getting them out the door in order to get to school on time. And yet with this online homeschooling, many kids are measuring up and sitting there waiting for the lesson to start. And that is because we are allowing them the space to exert their own independence, I guess. Collaboration is the next one. Collaborate with your teen. Ask them what they need support with. Chat to them and say, well, you know, I saw yesterday you were struggling with that. How can I make that easier for you? Or how did you find that went? You know, was that, was that a success or was that hard? You know, and speak to them and find out how best to work. And what you might sort of hear is, yeah, no, I, I actually needed um, some help with that. Or could you and dad not have a conference call when I'm sort of, you know, in, in the kitchen when I'm meant to be doing my studies? And what we have to do is together to work out and find the best way of working under your one roof. Now, what I do say is for a while now, and, and this, this is a, might be a byproduct and a bonus of living under the same roof as your kids for sort of such a long time. But if you look at yourselves as being a team, look at yourselves as being sort of, you know, I, I look at my family being Team Graham. And, and it's us against the world. And that's really, if you can collaborate with your kids and go, okay, how, how can, how, what, what works for us and what doesn't? 
And it be it might be so well, you know, I don't like mum's rice pudding or, you know, can dad do X, Y and Z or can someone help me with, you know, A, B, C. But what it, whatever it is, it's sort of collaborating and finding the best way that you and your family can work together. Because it's quite interesting. At the minute we are told and I can hear across the media it's saying we are all in lockdown. And that's not the way I look at it at all. I like to look at it as hibernation. I look at it that each family and whoever you are, but whether it's a mama bear, a papa bear, whether or not it's, you know, blended families, whoever you are, if it's sort of two mums, two dads, it, it, it's immaterial. But you are hunkering down with your bear cubs and hibernating. Just like the brown bear, just like the grizzly, you're just shutting the door on the outside world and waiting until the better times come along. You're shutting out that scary world and you're hunkering down and you are keeping your family safe, just as you should be. So within that within that little environment, collaborate with your bear cubs and just see what works best for you. Maybe you need to relax bedtime. Maybe you need to relax what time the kids get up. The sky's not going to fall in. But if you can build stronger relationships for when your children suddenly cotton on to the, oh my gosh, we're all in this together. How cool is that? What I do implore you to do is to talk to your child, speak to them, find out what's worrying them, find out what's interesting them, find out what the fun bits are and find out what the scary bits are, just to speak to them and find out how they tick. One, one of my clients on um, a call the other day just said, I know this sounds really weird, but I'm getting to know my son and he's really quite nice. And the thing is, is that we are so hell-bent on making sure that sit up straight and use your knife and fork and smile when you're being spoken to and, you know, pull your socks up and all this sort of thing because we are desperate to have our children put on a mask of capability and that they're sort of nice, decent people when they go out into the world that we actually forget to look and see, oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And so this mum was really pleasantly surprised when she started speaking to her child in more depth because we now have that luxury. Instead of, you know, get your hockey stuff and why did you leave your towels on the floor and all that sort of stuff. So now we're able to appreciate one another a bit. So have a talk. Ask them to explain, I don't know, their latest Xbox game. I mean, the, the, talking of Xboxes, this is the absolute irony of it all. And I think the joke's on us parents and us adults now. For years, we've been sort of saying as this new generation comes into the technical world, they spend far too much time on their technical stuff. They spend far too much time on their Xbox. Why are they always on their phone? And now, now this is our lifeline. So this is how it's always been for the kids. And this is why they're taking up homeschooling so brilliantly, is this is their world. This is how they operate. There's no learning curve for them. They are learning, new, or they, they, they get grab hold of new apps so they can speak to their mates. They are, you know, sort of, they, they know all about online. And so, okay, learning, a lot of them are thriving because it's a different way of learning. It's different to the classroom and many of them are loving it. But anyway, talk to your child. 
find out what is making them tick, what's going on, what what media they're sort of privy to, because some young younger teens um, might just be watching something on the internet that's less savoury. Um, and they, we, we need to make sure, and by speaking to our kids, we sort of hear um, what they do and what they don't need, what they do and what they don't know. Um, and whether or not, dare I use the word, fake news, thanks, Donald, um, you know, what, what they are actually being subjected to. So by speaking to your kids, you're able to find out, oh, okay, yeah, actually, that's not true. We need to speak to them about it. But when you're talking, be mindful, be mindful of your language. Because um, I, I, I remember, you know, sort of even a phrase, something like, and I use it the whole time, especially with re- relation to this coronavirus, is, do you know what? This is the end. This is the end of the world as we know it. And now what does a young child make of that? They probably, you know, some kids might think that we're all going to disappear into a puff of smoke. So be very careful what the language is that you use and what they are listening to, you know, the, the, the media and stuff like that. So whilst you're all adapting, do me a favour, be flexible, <laughs> allow some leeway. I mean, the schools are providing lots of lovely timetables and everyone's sort of saying, oh, yes, we start at 8.30 and then we're ready for nine. And then, you know, it's, we have a, a break at sort of 10.45 and then we have. And, and do you know what? If, if your kids need routine, bravo, hurrah. How wonderful is that? Because that, that's a great way of getting through the day. But some kids don't, don't like that. Some adults don't like that. So maybe just take a breath. Maybe just say, do you know what? It doesn't really matter if the physics homework wasn't done today. Maybe it doesn't really matter if education just takes a, a back seat because there's many, many different forms of education. It's not just the reading, writing and arithmetic type education. Maybe your teen could learn how to cook five basic meals. So when they become a student, then they are more able to fend for themselves. Maybe you have got students back into the home, which can be a real upset for one and all because those students have had that taste of independence. But find out, get, if, if, they, if you've got students there, get them to cook. Actually, get, get any child to cook. You know, maybe all the kids can cook together and the, the, the parents can just sort of go and put their feet up for a while. Maybe you decide to have a bigger lunch as opposed to a bigger dinner. Whatever it is, just be flexible. And maybe you only want to work mornings or maybe you work two days a week, but just be flexible. Allow space because I think normally we are so governed by timetables and the school bell that this is just an opportunity to kick off our shoes and chill a little bit and do what mother nature I believe is telling us to do which is just slow the heck down which actually is a neat segue into my next point make sure your child is getting enough sleep because Teenagers need need nine to 10 hours sleep. And um, up until when we had a normal, regular school day, let's face it, teenagers are programmed biologically to go to sleep later. Now, I don't quite understand why. I haven't worked that out. But they are programmed to, um, to go to sleep later. 
for whatever reason. Now, it doesn't help when they're on their devices. I know that. And that's a subject for another time. But um, when your kids are going to bed later, and initially when we were all going to school, or they were all going to school, they were being pulled out of sleep, as you well know. You know, it's that that awful sort of, you've got five minutes to get downstairs, you're going to miss your breakfast, you're going to miss the bus and whatever it is. That's all gone. Hurrah. But it means that we don't necessarily have to get our kids up at the crack of dawn just because that's what they're used to. And maybe allow them to readdress that sleep deficit that they have built up throughout the term so far. So if your child's getting up at 9.30, 10 o'clock, that's okay. Because I would say that your child's sleep patterns need to see if they can be readdressed, but especially the amount of hours sleep they are getting. Because sleep is vital for mental health, for physical health, and for emotional health, and spiritual, and all the other stuff. And it is your child's well-being, let's face it, that is the most important. It is your child's Mental health. I mean, I, I always say that you are only as sad as you're happy, or you're only as happy as your saddest child. And so, if your child is getting enough sleep, then that is one of the first ways of help. Sleep is sleep is a healing. It is natural. The body's natural way of healing. So that is one way of helping your child develop a more healthy mindset. What I do suggest also, and, and, and I, I have always suggested this to, to all parents, is spend um, one-to-one time with your child. And, and before we had this hibernation period, many parents going, you don't understand, Kai, I've got work to do and the kids have got this and we've got so much and I, I can't sort of put 20 minutes a day for each child. We'd all be going to bed at midnight. Mm-hmm. You can do that now. And it doesn't matter if you're cooking fairy cakes with one child and if you are learning garage band with another child and maybe if you're taking the dog for a walk with another child. But spend time on a one-to-one, just you and one of your kids. Because even though we are all in this together, even though we are part of a team, each team member needs to feel valued, loved, and respected. And and that is how we do it, by spending one-to-one time and finding out what makes them tick. Because what floats one boat will certainly not float another. So see if you can spend some time with each of your children. What I do suggest is every day now is a family meal time. I call it a family powwow. And that allows you and your family to have a get together. And in fairness, it allows you to do all that collaborate sort of validating sort of stuff. It allows you to get together as a team and work. Okay, what worked today? What are we grateful for today? What didn't work today? What's the problem with three people all working at the kitchen table? What's the problem? You know, and what do we do on rainy days? And it's working out what works best for you. What is the solution and that, that helps you still speak at the end of the day? What helps you move forward as friends and a family unit? Because that is what mealtimes are all about. Take off, put your devices to one side because you've probably had an inordinate, inordinate amount of um, uh, usage 
but uh, you know during the day. So maybe just time out. And if it's, if the kids have cooked or someone's cooked, then someone else does the washing up. And that's the whole point: is share those chores because invariably, and dare I say it, without huge generalizations, but the lion's share of responsibilities do tend to hit the parents. And so now is an opportunity. And, you know, I've seen so many memes that sort of, you know, joke about sort of, well, we now appreciate what the teachers had to do, or we now appreciate, you know, sort of what um, the, the jobs and, and the, the pressure and the demands on a sort of, you know, stay at home mum. We get all that. So now's the time to lighten the load and to respect one another and to share um, the obligations of, of keeping the family afloat in um and under one roof at this stage. So finally, what I do suggest is that you look at your own anxiety levels because I'm seeing lots of parents who are going, this is so scary. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to my child. I don't know what's going on and I'm scared witless. And I understand that. That's totally understandable. And the reason is, is it's normal to feel this way because the human brain is a problem-solving organ. And the thing is, is that it can't solve this problem because we don't know what's going on half the time. And our brain does not like uncertainty. Our brain is programmed to is programmed for survival. And so our anxiety, some people's anxiety levels can be, you know, much higher than normal because they are concerned about... Um, just their survival and their family's survival, but just a word of warning that the way you approach this coronavirus chapter in your life, and it is indeed a chapter, remember this too shall pass, but the way you approach this will determine the way your children have memories of this. And it, you know, it, it, for, for, for some children, um, they, all children, we all understand everyone's energy. We all pick up on energy in, in the house, in the room, you know, and many of us, many of the kids know that it's an uncertain time. But if their parents are calm and pulled together and positive, then they will absorb that and they will feel more at ease in their own home. So manage your own anxiety levels. I do have online courses, kygram.com forward slash anxiety. I shall pop that, that, put it in the show notes. And also there's a great breathing um, online course that will help you. It's seven different breathing exercises that you can share with your child. But just manage your own anxiety so that you are leading from the front because that over the next wee while is your job. Whilst you are hibernating, in your little cave, waiting for the big bad world to sort itself out, which indeed it will. Your, your, the object of your game for now is to keep you and your family safe, to keep their well-being and their mindset in a healthy place. If you've got any questions, give me a shout. But as always, this comes with very much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. 
If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.